Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, that's what we are, and we welcome you and we thank you for joining us in our particular podcast that we've got going about leadership and what leadership is about. We're going to be talking some things, I think, Rich, that are really interesting. This is my partner, Rich. I'm Michael Bailey. Hello. We're going to be talking about how leaders do things that either pull it together or tear it apart or let it fall apart. And it's this notion of where does where does the responsibility lie? And responsibility is different than blame. Responsibility is different than taking credit. Responsibility is something about how you bring out and bring together your team, every single person, every single one. And so our, we talk about this thing, you know, leadership, leadership. Is your leadership a rocket ship or is it a dud? What is about, what's, what's, what's going on with that, Rich? Leadership, rocket ship, dud. Uh, have you ever heard, have you ever played the game, Michael, where I'm, I'm going to go on a trip and I'm going to take whatever. You start with an apple or, you know, the next guy says, I'm going on a trip and I'm going to take an apple and a banana. And you go down the whole alphabet. Well, you know, I think if you're a leader, ask yourself, if you're going someplace, who are you going to take? Are you going to take yourself? Are you going to take uh, your executive team? Are you going to perhaps include everybody that had a, a foot in that, you know, uh, had a hand in the success of the organization? Or is it just inclusive to those people in that the upper echelons of the organization we see that a lot we see that a lot we talk to a lot of people we've we've we actually know of a company that is uh, has basically hit rock bottom that was a phenomenal organization with a phenomenal product and gave no credit to anybody in the organization outside of that circle an initial circle. And so, which is, which is, is, is sad because there was so many people in the organization that, you know, they come to work, they spend all that time trying to be successful, trying to do the best job they can. And then they see the credit being given somewhere else, which is, which is, which is pretty sad. So ask yourself, are you going someplace? Is this company going someplace? Are you leading this company someplace? And who are you taking with you? That's exactly right. When you think about a rocket ship, it has stages to it. 
you know, to get it off the ground, there's huge thrusting engines, you know, that just huge, just move that huge payload off the ground, you know, huge, you know, just, they just, it looks like it's not even going for a few seconds, you know, and it gauges and then it starts moving, then it starts gaining speed and altitude. And then at some point that first stage drops off and the second stage kicks in and now it's really moving it through the atmosphere. There may even be a third stage and finally that big payload that they're putting out there in space, whether it's a satellite or it's a part of the station out there that's, that's uh, orbiting or whatever it may be or something going to the moon like we used to. At some point that takes off. Here's what I want to take a look at. As that first stage burns out and the rest of the rocket keeps going, is that your low-level people? When they've done what they have to do, we just kind of toss them to the side, then the second level. When they're done, toss them to the side, then that third level, toss them to the side. Then you got your elite people there at the very top, you know, in that, in that spaceship or whatever it might be there at the top. And they are the ones that take the adventure. They're the ones that go on the grand adventure of going into outer space, exploring, going to the moon, circling the moon, going back, and then all that stuff. And when they come back, it's that people in the top there that are celebrated. The people who are in the first stage, second stage, third stage, eh, what, you know, they did what they had to do. But really and truly, these are the heroes. Is that, how's that, is that how that works for your organization? Or is everybody brought in, celebrate the great victories, celebrate the great wins that are going on? And part of that is you can start taking a look at it this way. When things go wrong, let's just take a look at some basic stuff here. Uh, when things go wrong, leaders, do you take the hit? Do you take the blame? Do you say, hey, you know, somewhere we messed up, we, we screwed up. Yeah. And that's one of the first things you could tell, right, Rich? Well, as soon as that leader goes, yeah, I don't think it was me. I'm pretty sure it was somebody else that just kind of screwed up, and we're going to go find him. We're going to get him. I mean, yeah. there, there's, there's that interesting distinction. Have you seen that operating in business? Oh, Absolutely. Absolutely. It's always somebody else's fault. Always somebody else's fault. And I'm not saying that's with organization. I'm saying there are certain people who do not have the ability to take the blame. Or and leading. I, that's part of that is taking that leadership. Part of leading is, yeah, taking the blame, giving credit where credit's due and taking the blame when, you know, because after all, you're leading this organization. You surrounded yourself with a great group of people. Who are all looking at you to be, you know, the the forefront of the organization. And so when things go wrong, it's not their fault. It's the leader who should take the blame. Now, one of the things that 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 uh, you know we, we talked about is you know passing the, the leaders pass the credit and they take the blame. Mm-hmm. They give credit where credit's due, and they become the buffer between you know, whatever, maybe the complaints from uh, customers or whatever it may be, they become that buffer. And it's important to be that buffer. It's important to understand that, you know, you've got the, everybody's looking at you for guidance. There is this idea along with taking the blame. It's also this idea of protecting your people. Yeah. Protecting is not an act of denial. It's not a, a lack of, uh, let's not really see what the problem is. Along with protect, along with protecting your people, you know, taking the blame, protecting your people. Now's the investigation. Okay, so what exactly did we miss here at the sea level? What what went wrong? What's going on that's 
that's not really working? And what is it we need to do? Let's go talk to our people to find out what do you need that you don't have now? Resources, training, what, what is it you need so that we can make sure that you don't fail again? And that's the great thing about leaders is this real, real leaders, great leaders. They are not afraid to fail. And when they do fail, they don't take it personally in the sense like, oh, look at me, I'm a terrible leader. They trust in themselves. They believe in themselves. They believe in their abilities. They have a great confidence still that they can take it on. They can solve these problems. They can get that department of that organization working all the better. That's the difference. I'm telling you here right now, Rich, leaders have a kind of great leaders have a kind of courage that just won't back down, that just won't walk away. They'll keep going after it. Whereas the weak leader gets caught up in fear, gets caught up in procrastination and doubt and worries, and then the finger pointing starts to happen. And so that, that kind of leader, has is it's impossible. It's impossible for that leader to actually protect the people because they're so busy protecting themselves. They don't yes. have any energy left to protect anybody else. They're looking out for themselves, their own survival. Yes. That's, that's a big key there. Do you know, are you, are you strong enough to, I can take care of myself and I can help take care of you. Or I'm so weak that and scared and anxious, I got to just look out for me. Right. Absolutely. You know, so what, what, are the things- what can we do for those kind of folks? Or maybe even somebody who's in the middle. Let's say, let's, let's take a look at this. We were kind of talking about this earlier and this idea of leaders that are afraid to get executive development, coaching, however you want to talk about it. They're afraid. Yeah, they're afraid to get it because they, they're, they're, they're afraid that what if somebody finds out I'm getting help? What if they find out that I, I'm working with an executive coach? Are they going to think I'm weak or stupid or inadequate or that I don't have what it takes? What is that? What is that deal there? You know, and, and we have we've actually seen this uh, and, and talked to people and, and they get to a certain point and they're like, you know, no, I, I don't need to go any further. Or, you know, let's let's do the 360. Let's get let's get your stakeholders involved in your path and your journey. No, I don't want them to, to know what I'm doing. Well, why not? They're your biggest cheerleaders. If you really stop and think about who's your biggest cheerleaders, who's the the people that you really, really want to see you succeed the most? And it's those people around you. It's your personal stakeholders. Yeah. You know, so that's that becomes part of that initial vulnerability thing. And this is this is actually something we uh, we're going to want to dive more into. Um, on this topic, because this is a big issue. It's a bit, this is a big issue on, on, I'm afraid to go the next step. I'm, I'm afraid for people to really see that I'm vulnerable, that I'm humble, that I'm human. I'm flawed. I make mistakes and that I truly want to get to that next level. And you know, you're big in baseball. You're a big baseball guy, right? I love baseball. Excuse me. Who is your favorite, all-time favorite baseball player? Oh, my word. All-time favorite baseball player. Um, I don't know that I can pick one. Well, pick one of them. Just, you know, you probably got a number of them. Oh. 
current current ones or you know old old school um gosh ted williams ted williams ted okay williams. great would ted williams ever think that well i better not show up to practice because if i showed up to practice people would think that i i don't have confidence in myself i don't have confidence i can just show up to the game and play i know what to do i can bat i can run i can I can get the ball. I can throw the ball. I don't need to do that. If I did show up, people would think that, gee, what's wrong with Ted? He's showing up to practice. Doesn't he believe in himself anymore? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I mean, would that be absurd? Yeah, that would. Isn't the ongoing practice of whatever it is that you do? And it's and it, remember, when we show up at work in those leadership positions, that's the game. That's yep. the game. That's the game. Well, what you what do you do to prepare yourself and improve your leadership skills and character before you're in the game? When you walk away, what are you doing? And time and time again, champions keep showing up and they keep practicing and they keep practicing and they keep going at it and they listen to their coaches. They're paying attention to the other players. They're watching what's going on. They're seeing how the other players are, are doing. You know, they might, you know, just give them, you know, something like, you know, keep up the good work. But it's this sense of I'm in it to win it. I'm in it to be my best. I'm in it to help you as well. That's what leaders do. So this notion that people are afraid of getting executive coaching, leadership development, they're scared of that. That's almost like that's why you should do it. Yeah. It's because you are afraid. It's because you do doubt yourself. It's because you've got those inner dialogues going on that undermine you all the time. And when you've got that kind of crap going on, all that does is make you more fear, fearful. It makes you want to be to hide. You actually now have to pretend. You have to put up all these walls, these facades. That's why you do it, man, because yeah. you're afraid. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. That's why. Yeah, exactly. Fear, fear is a reaction. Fear is a reaction. Courage is a decision. There's a difference there. Fear's reaction. Fear's, uh, you know, you're afraid of to to go to that next level because of why. You know, someone's gonna say something to you. Yeah, uh, you know, you someone's gonna be concerned that you really aren't who you think you are. Absolutely not. You know, one of the things uh, you know, I remember going going to school. You know, you know, before going back to to school to work on uh, you know additional degree and. You know the the what the hardest thing about that was, Michael? Walking in and signing up. Yeah. That was the hardest part. Making the decision to go there and sign up. After that, you're on your path. You're going. But the hardest part was to make that decision that you're going to open yourself up. You're going to dedicate this time in your life. You're going to uh, – and the thing is – You've got such a big support group that you may not be aware of who is all cheering for you. That's absolutely true. Sometimes it's just making the decision to cross that line. That's yeah. the hardest decision. It really is because yeah. there's so much fear and concern and all that kind of crap to actually step out and say, you know what? I really don't know. And I really do want to know and I need to do it and I want to do it. Therefore, I must do it. Therefore, I'm going to get to do it, and I'm going to do it. Yeah. That really is the whole thing. And once that starts happening, things just just in that alone, in your own head, in your own heart, leaders, yeah. 
starts to change. You know yeah. why? Very simple. Very simple. It's because you've gotten your place yourself to a place of just being honest and being yeah. honest. Yes. Because otherwise that fear isolates us. And how do we bring a team together? How do we bring organizations and departments together if we're the one who's running off and hiding? If we're the one that's unsure, insecure, lacking that confidence, how do we do that? Well, the answer is you can't. You just can't do it. And so this, by the process of you going out there and saying, let me put myself on the line. Let's start doing some new things. I'm going to tell you when you do that and you get involved in working with us, you will change. The people around you will feel it. They'll see the attitude change. They'll see the behavioral change. They'll see how you now work with yourself at a higher level of just being focused and effective and getting things done. They'll also see the way that you now work with other people because you feel better about yourself. I mean, I've got this is classic stuff. If you are confident in yourself and you believe that, do you believe that's going to help rub off on other people? Do you believe because you're feeling confident, people are going to feel more confident about what you're doing? Now, that may seem like a little strange, but let's do the reverse of that. If you're fearful and doubtful, does that engender confidence in you? Do other people feel more confident or do they too become fearful and doubtful? You know, there, there's there's something interesting about this. And I, I think it, it comes with time. Matter of fact, I know it comes with time. And once you get past that stage, you get past the fear, you, you open yourself up, you become vulnerable, you start getting uh, more and more success. Uh, with with leading teams, you get more and more success in the organization and, and the culture grows. You get to a point, you get to a point that personal success doesn't matter anymore as much as leaving your legacy matters. Being Seeing the people around you succeed becomes more important than your own personal success. And there becomes a time in, in, in your career that you, you're going to really want to make sure that your legacy is passed on. If you have a good cultural organization, you've got and, and you're a good leader where your, your team is hitting on all eight cylinders and they're, they're headed down the road all together. You're going to want to make sure that whoever's coming behind you can take over with the yeah. legacy that you're leaving. That becomes far more important than personal success, far more important than the attaboys, the personal attaboys. Uh, you know, and then that's, you know, giving back. Uh, I got to tell you, giving back is part of true leadership. Giving back and serving others, uh, you know, and added being empathetic and having a, a you know, leadership, a servant leadership, if you will. And that becomes that becomes important. It really does. You know, it doesn't mean that the day to day grind with what, what we got to manage and those things that we have to do within the organization, our own personal tasks suffer because we just, we know we still got to do certain things within the organization to keep it going. But you don't manage people. You manage the process. Number one. Number two. Two, not not three. Number two. <laughs> number two, you lead people. By leading people, the process that you're trying to manage starts becoming easier and easier 
and easier. And it just takes off on its own. It becomes then the, that's where the company comes becomes more successful. That's where people want to join your organization. That's where you, you look at having uh, you don't have the open positions until someone retires. And there's companies I know that are like that. They don't have open positions and they joke about, well, no one's retired yet. So we don't have open positions yet. That's outstanding. Yeah. There's something about, you know, to, to lead your people in inspirational ways, you really have to read your people. You have to understand who your people yeah. really are, yeah. you know, and that gets getting past the processes and getting back to that whole thing we talk about so often, really know your people, know how yeah. they work, know what motivates them, excites them, gets them, you know, discouraged and what you can do to help them to, you know, just believe more in themselves. All right, let's wrap this up. We're going to give a shout out today. I'm kind of torn between a couple of them, but I'm going to give one. I think this, I don't know if I've seen this one before. Nairobi, Nairobi province. Shout out to them. Nairobi, Nairobi province. Thanks for watching. Thank yeah. you. We you appreciate your coming and seeing what we've got to say. And if you got anything that you'd like to share with us, feedback, questions, whatever, we welcome that conversation. So thank you so much, Nairobi, or whoever you are. Thank you. We appreciate Absolutely. it. I got, I got another shout out. We've got, uh, we've got some folks over in Frankfurt, Germany yeah. that have become very dedicated listeners and with, with uh, downloading our podcast. And that's, a, that's another great, great place. Thank you very much. Absolutely. All right, Rich, let's take it home. They want to have that conversation with us. What do they do? How do they get a hold of us and start it? Executive Leaders Act, ILEC.com. It's our website. You can go there. You can learn more about us. You can more, learn more about what we do, learn more about the process. You can see testimonials from people, uh, successful organizations and successful leaders around the world that have utilized our process, utilized what we, we have to, to, to teach and to give you and to help you on, on your path. So look us up and let's talk. And it doesn't matter where you're from. We're willing to help. And we will make it fun. Absolutely. <laughs> it will be a fun call. <laughs> it, it, it will. <laughs> okay, folks, once again, thank you. Uh, we're at the end of our show again. And we sure appreciate everything you do. So until we meet again, be safe, take care, and uh, have a great evening. All the best to you, folks. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.